0: Hey, podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Saints and siblings in Christ, good morning. morning. I have realized something over the past couple of months that I had never noticed before, or at least I hadn't paid any attention to it before. Before this year C cycle of our lectionary readings, I never saw how much Jesus learned from his mother Mary. It's honestly been blowing my mind the past couple of months. And when I say that out loud, it makes sense, right? Like, of course, of course he learned from Mary. Mary. Of course, Mary would have sang songs to Jesus as a baby. Of course, Mary would have told Jesus stories and explained the circumstances of his birth. Of course, Jesus would have overheard Mary talking to Joseph about issues facing the world and learned her attitudes and understandings, and they would have impacted him deeply. They would have gone on to form ideas and passions throughout his life. Of course, they would but I never noticed it before. How much the Magnificat, how much Mary's song is such a red thread throughout Luke's gospel. You have cast the mighty down from their thrones and uplifted the humble of heart. You have filled the hungry with wondrous things And left the wealthy no part. Great and mighty are you, O faithful one. Strong is your justice, strong your love. As you promised to Sarah and Abraham, kindness forevermore. You've heard the words before. Think about those words. Think about those words from Mary's Magnificat. And then think about the stories of Jesus that we have been exploring in worship these past few weeks. The inclusion of the unworthy in calling his disciples. His teachings in Nazareth about bringing good news to the poor, release to the captives, health to the sick, and the year of the Lord's favor. Even the gloriously ridiculous abundance that he brought at the wedding in Cana is echoed in the words of Mary. And it goes right up to his words today. Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are hungry. Blessed are you who weep. Blessed are you who are cast aside, excluded, and unwanted, for yours is the kingdom of God. Over and over and over again, Mary's song is echoed forward in Jesus' words. A promise of hope, a promise of justice, a promise of love. Jesus takes this message and it becomes his mission He uses those words to bless and bless and bless and bless the multitudes. He uses them to challenge the status quo and to work to right-side up the world. His words to us today are a comfort, and that last little bit is a challenge. The blessings are beautiful reminders of the promises of God that no matter what, no matter when, no matter the circumstances of our lives, we are never, ever, ever alone. That in the valleys of deepest shadow, on the days of doubt and fear, when all seems lost, God is with you, always. And the woes are a demand that we be a blessing to others. A story for you. How many of you know the name Dorothy Day? Oh, wow, like a lot of you, like most of you. All right, awesome. <laughs> um, if you don't know about Dorothy Day, she is incredible, right? Uh, and I want to read to you the opening line of her Wikipedia page, because I looked it up yesterday, and I was just curious, and I think it's great. Okay? Dorothy Day, born 1897, died 1980, was an American journalist social activist and anarchist who, after a bohemian youth, became a Catholic without abandoning her social and anarchist activism. She was perhaps the best-known political radical among American Catholics and, I would argue, among American Christians still to this day. That is an opening line, all right? Like... That is a cool opening line in a Wikipedia article. I would love for the opening line in a Wikipedia article about me to be that awesome. I don't feel like I need a Wikipedia article, and I would rather nobody started one, but that is a cool opening line. I first encountered Dorothy Day in my undergraduate work, where I learned about her Catholic worker movement and social activism. She dedicated her life to helping those who were in need, to being with those who were on the outskirts of society, those experiencing homelessness and hunger, those who were excluded and passed over. And I bring Dorothy up because just the other day a friend of mine who's a chaplain in the cities, in the cities, mentioned that he met a guy who knew her and was friends with her, which was incredible. And this gentleman is homeless, and he has been for most of his life. He met Dorothy Day in a soup kitchen and a homeless shelter, and he began working with her even as she was serving him. And they became lifelong friends. And it occurred to me in that conversation that there are probably hundreds and hundreds of people in this country Who know and were friends with Dorothy Day and I would bet that every single one of them was hungry or homeless or excluded and I would bet that there are no fortune 500 CEOs or bishops or presidents who are on that list Dorothy is one of the most famous and influential people in the history of American Christianity, and her best friends in the world probably don't look like you and me. I think it's easy when we read these texts to put ourselves in the places of the disciples. After all, they follow Jesus, we follow Jesus, that makes sense. But it's easy also for us to forget that the crowds that followed Jesus, who trailed him across the mountains and deserts and lakes from town to town, from all Judea and Jerusalem and as far away as Tyre and Sidon, were mostly nobodies. They didn't have jobs or careers. Many were homeless. Most were poor. They had sold all their possessions to try and pay for that one last chance at a medical treatment, and after that treatment failed, they sought out one last miracle. They were fishermen and tax collectors and prostitutes, people who weren't welcome by the rest of society. It was, to say the least, a motley crew of followers that Jesus was preaching to, that Jesus was promising God's love to them, even that the world was about to turn for them. It's easy too, I think, to see the blessings that Jesus proclaims in this passage as things that are ours. Because I am poorer than Jeff Bezos, because I have less than the family down the street, because I have faced hardships and poverty and been excluded from things, the blessings are for me. That's, that's, that's my reading of it. <laughs> Every time I see it, that's what I think. And that's true, right? The blessings are for us. But it's harder than to recognize that the woes might also be for us too. That the abundance that we have, and we truly do have abundance, means that we must be a blessing to others. Professor Richard Swanson writes, The Sermon on the Plain, this text, paints the world in black and white contrast, Not because the world is about bipolar opposites, but because the world has both wailing and laughing in it. Both hungry and stuffed people. The world also has both poverty and wealth, and always has had. But this is a story about the creation of the world which understands that when God made the world, God created enough for all life to flourish. And since the world has always had poverty and wealth, it is a human duty in the faith of Jesus to facilitate flourishing. People have to share so that everyone can bless God for creating so well and so richly. Saints of God. Don't get lost in the blessings and the woes. Don't get lost in comparing yourself to the people around you. Don't get lost in the law and the guilt and the doubt that can bubble up from this text. Because the red thread that runs through these words to our lives today is the promise of God. Of the gospel. It is love for all people. It is overflowing abundance. It is furious excitement about what God is still up to in this call to you and to me to walk the walk of faith. Christ is our example to bless as we have been blessed. And that is good news. Good news for which we can all say, Thanks be to God.